favorite scary movie. Fear is defined as a feeling of agitation caused by the presence or imminence of danger. Why do you think people believe in ghosts? For fun? Most people are so Interest sake, a deadly game to the game. Graves Point has always been a paradise, a vacationer's dream. Until now. What was that? Imagine a squid with tentacles 30 feet long. Oh my god. So this thing has two whips. Those whips are covered with suction cups the size of this notebook. The squid grabs and impales its prey with those whips and drags it towards its beak, shredding the flesh as it goes. That thing's killed seven people in the last week. That's seven we know of. What are we waiting for? See you in ten minutes. Those kids are in way over their head. Get out of the water! Mm! seeing your faces. Well, I can blast the beast out. You still don't understand what it is that we're up against. Get us out of here! William Peterson, Karen Silas, Charles Martin Smith, and Larry Drake. Terror runs deep. From the author of Jaws, Peter Benchley's The Beast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Inside Movies Galore. I am your host, David Streggy, here in the room uh, with the Inside Movies Galore crew. Uh, and uh, also as well, we have Sam back here, uh, here in the room with us. So welcome back, Sam. Thank you. Welcome Glad back, uh, Red Raven, from uh, your little, uh, little bit of a vacation from us. Thank you. <laughs> and... Uh, Tonight's pick uh, was from uh, Dustin here. Uh, evidently, he has a little bit of a history with the film. So why don't you, Dustin, tell us a little bit about the film and where you first saw it? 
Well, so tonight's movie is the 1996 TV movie, Peter Benchley's The Beast, based off the book of the same name. I first saw it on USA in 1996 when it was aired as a miniseries. So it was one of the first monster movies they really let me watch. Um, and uh, how long was it? Uh, it was split up into a two-night event. So it's a three-hour movie in essentially two 90-minute movies. So uh, I I think I was maybe nine or ten. So I missed the first. I missed most of the first part except for the ending. And so I had to really like fight to make sure that I caught the second part. And I ended up being able to tape it like the good old VHS days. Uh, and I rewatched the crap out of it like over and over and over again. Like I loved this movie when I was little. Uh, like I even had like a little rubber toy squid and I had this Lego boat that it would like smash up like during bath time. Like, and I would do that for weeks after I saw this. <laughs> rubber ducky, you're the one. <laughs> That'd be uh, weird. <laughs> rubber ducky there, man. Uh, except <laughs> squid. Anyway. So, um, yeah. Um. Since uh, uh, since you're um here, um, why don't uh, why don't you tell me was this your first time watching the film? Sam. Yeah. Oh, hold on, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I thought I cut out there for a second. Yeah. So this was my first time watching the film. I kind of watched it. I watched half of it um this morning and the second half this afternoon. So I did kind of have to break it up. Okay. And so I kind of got the same experience. Um, you know, honestly, I was really surprised at how much the film focused not just on like the monster and the creature, but you know, even on the human characters. Um, you know, it focused a lot on the drama between the characters. It focused on characters that had real life issues like financial problems. <laughs> and I really enjoyed even those parts of the film. And I, I liked how, because these are like real people you know, that are really having to deal with this really, um, really, malevolent. Really, yeah, really malevolent, really kind of almost unthinkable creature. Um, and I, I just really liked the human element, how the human element didn't fall on the wayside in this, in this picture. Okay. Um, and in terms of the action, I mean, you know, it, it wasn't like as, as exciting or scary as something like Jaws or I'm pretty sure if this was like a, a feature film, there probably would have been a little, a little less talk and a little more action. But, um, you know, for a miniseries, I, I really liked it a lot. I, I just really loved the human characters. And my favorite part of the film was actually when he's describing to a, a, a room of people, like what the squid does and, and, you know, like this, it has like, like, um, these long tentacles and spikes the size of his hand. And, it, you know, this is the description alone there was, was just about scary as anything else they could have shown on the screen. Okay. Um, you know, obviously I, a low budget film, but yeah, I made a note of that. Uh, I was like, damn that monologue. I didn't remember it being that intense. <laughs> <laughs> Red Raven, uh, Raven. Uh, this was a first time watch for you, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. Okay. I thought it it was kind of long, like you said. It it was uh, it needed to be broken up. It was a made for TV movie though, so like uh, you guys were saying, it was it was showing in two parts. 
Yep. Yeah, so you could almost call it a mini series. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then um, it was based off of a book, yep. but it didn't follow the book exactly. There was parts of it that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, go and on. then, um, but overall, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. Okay. Um, Brandon, uh, why don't you uh, tell us uh, the first time that you saw this movie or miniseries? Well, uh, that was um, recently. Um, we actually split it up. Uh, I, I was... Uh, <laughs> Surprised to find out my wife enjoyed the movie when she first saw it. So we watched it together uh, in two parts. So it kind of mirrored the uh, TV, I guess. Well, actually, I saw it when it originally aired on TV. I taped it off of TV. I still have yeah. it somewhere. And I believe that I did the same uh, of myself when I had good old VHS myself. So uh, I, I remember it being on uh, USA and it being a lot longer. Uh, but you know what? I, I I got used to lengthy periods myself. I think it originally came on NBC, actually, if I remember correctly. It yeah. was? Yeah. Originally it came on NBC and then it went to the USA channel. Really? Yep. You know, all I know is that this definitely had all the trademarks of a 1990 <laughs> 1990s miniseries. I mean, it just had that that's that look and that feel and just that pace that was very typical of the time period when people actually, you know, would dedicate two two nights or sometimes being three or four nights, you know, just to watch a miniseries. I mean, you can't you could never get people to do that nowadays. No. They don't make TV movies like they used to. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no. I mean, uh, I mean, shoot, you had like a whole bunch of really good ones that were uh, stretched out, like uh, The Stand. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. Storm of the Century was actually pretty good, too. And that was, well, I, I want to think of it's recent, but I guess it's not that recent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The 90s, to me, that, to me, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I think the age of the miniseries is starting to die down a little bit. And I think uh, uh, even though Stephen King still enjoys that, you know, that's uh, that platform. Because well, don't you think that Netflix kind of has replaced that, like, you know, the made for Netflix movies or yeah, on the TV series that you can just mouth through in a day, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. More or less. But, um, I mean, for the 1990s, this was uh, this was a, a relatively. I mean, there were several different uh, made-for-TV mo uh, 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 movies that were made from Peter Benchley's novels, uh, mainly beca uh, because of, and I think, uh, be uh, because of Jaws cult-like status. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 at least to me uh, because if it weren't for Jaws it wouldn't have ma made these movies possible well and uh, speaking of Jaws that's exactly what this storyline kind of made me <coughs> I mean, uh, honestly I uh, storyline wise this kind of felt like Jaws like it starts with the disaster and then there's a you know there's a the town that's kind of 
in crisis and then at the end they decide to go after the monster it was very much like jaws in terms of its plot layout oh yeah and uh what did everyone think about that little plot twist where they only killed the baby <laughs> that was that was a surprise um, back then because it was like oh yeah. that's it um of course like now i know that giant squid don't really do that um <laughs> Like, the entire, oh, it's the baby one, and this mother was taking care of it. That is absolute bullshit, <coughs> for certain. Like, Maybe. no fucking way. Um, but, you know, back then it was like, oh, neat. Uh, maybe, maybe they thought they were going to do a follow-up, like Return of the Beast or something like that. <laughs> well, uh, when watching it again uh, the other day... Uh, I kind of no I noticed that you could have maybe figured out that they did get the wrong one, like right when you see the one that they killed, because like we've seen glimpses of the thing in the attack sequences, and it just like the colors are off, the proportions are off. Like if you've been really paying attention, you would be like, wait a minute. And then of course we have the reveal, um, but you could you could maybe tell. I guess um, my favorite part of the film, if I had to put a favorite out there, is the part where the uh, where the one uh, the one guy was going out there to set his tra uh, traps. Uh, it, it, all of a sudden, you see the whole uh, the, the thing come out from underneath the boat, and it's like bigger than his boat. Huh. You know, you just get like a glimpse yeah. of it as it glides under his boat. Like I always found stuff like that like really eerie, and like that still worked on me. It's like, oh god, what is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of effect. Uh, the other thing that I noticed uh, um, is that um, they had actually two different uh, computer systems uh, 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 there. The one that was on the the one guy's boat, and then the other one that seemed like it was more advanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, the uh, um, the main character's boat had like a nice looking fish finder, whereas our pseudo villain, um, <laughs> otherwise known as Mister Giggles, was he Mister Giggles? Doctor Giggles, yeah. Giggles. What the heck? <laughs> uh, well, anyway, um, the first guy, the guy who manages to kill like the baby squid, like, his fish finder is clearly like older, like broken down. Like that's a plot thing where it like doesn't reliably work and that's partially what gets them killed i think um so there was there was kind of the the contrast between the two you know the scummy guy who's like trap fishing you know just has whatever equipment because he's cheap versus like our main character has i was trying to make a point somehow <laughs> <laughs> our, main, our main character has better stuff He's got a nicer boat. He's got better stuff. Like it, it made sense. Like, like he deserves it. He deserves. There was a lot of people that died in this movie. A lot of people got killed by the squid. Oh if yeah, I remember it was at least a, like eleven. Yeah. So the, uh, there was a uh, there was a high body count. Mm -hmm. at, at least uh, at least for a monster movie. So uh, or or at least a miniseries, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean you. Including the doctor at the end, and and the millionaire who wanted to, uh, you know, keep it alive a, to, uh, to take to a museum. That was a terrible plan, and it's like, 
I I think yeah. I I think I said that the movie <laughs> if you're familiar with monster movie tropes, like the movie is really predictable, but you're having uh-huh. a good a good enough time that you don't really care. So as soon as he's like, uh it's not dead, it's like, yep, you're gone. <laughs> But you know, though, the fact that it was predictable actually kind of adds to the suspense because we know that the characters aren't safe even though they think they are. Well, that's a pretty good point, too. Yeah. The, uh, well, you'd think after so many people dying that, that it's inevitable that you're that they can't fight it, you know? Well, and and also there's always that uh, that uh, stupid politician involved. Uh, you know, there's always somebody who owns an owns either part of the island or or at least wants his hand in on everything that's happening he wants to keep the beaches open you know for tourist season you know the thing the thing with the raft is one of my favorite jokes of all time uh, did you guys remember that oh at the beginning uh, yeah so the squid kills its first victims and leaves behind their expensive life raft and our main character salvages it, and he's bringing it in like he's gonna sell it. He needs the money, and so like the coast guard guys like show up, and it's like, well, the coast guard, the harbor master wants to confiscate this, you know, piece of salvage, and it's like he can't do that. Well, technically he can. It's like, ah, oh, what a jerk! I need the money, mm-hmm. and then the assistant is like, of course I cannot ascertain what damage the what type of damage the raft may or may not have sustained during your attempts to retrieve it <laughs> and the guy just like pops the shit out of it <laughs> like i i love that joke <laughs> it's like yeah i know my boss is a dick but here's something you can do you know and corporations are always kind of uh you know the rich the rich and the corporations are always kind of the the villain of these kind of stories i mean you know, totally unrelated to this film, but I watched the movie last night called Little Pink House about how a corporation wants to steal someone's house, and it's just kind of the same thing. You know, it's like it's it's a very it's a very easy um, villain to create, but it's also one that we can all relate to. I mean, everybody just hates just hates that kind of you know that kind of character or that kind of mentality. Yeah, what'd you guys think of the uh, of the somewhat twist near the end? It's like my other condition, he comes too. It's like what? <laughs> like, could you imagine if Brody had been like, and you're coming on the boat with us, Mayor, whatever the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, there's a similar movie that uh, that I'm trying to think of the name of it, uh, where it kind of reminds me of. Uh, 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 oh yeah, that's right. Big. Uh, because Jaws had a mayor as well. Yeah, yeah Jaws had a mayor, yeah. I wanted to, I did you know, say that. the beach is open. So there, the, uh, 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 for that reason, and the, the reason why they're closing the beaches. Yeah. That reminds or even Jurassic Park, you know, you had, you know, this is, this is a few years after Jurassic Park came out. And in that film, you had the lawyer who, who wanted to make millions off that place. You know, I mean. You always have that one Look character. That... Blood sucking lawyer. We can charge anything we want. A thousand a day, ten thousand a day. And people, people will pay, will pay, it. pay yeah. it. So I mean and, and when you think about when this show was made, I really think that you know Jurassic Park probably even had had just as much influence as Jaws did. Mm-hmm. They were like close ups of the eye. I feel that like kinda owed something to Jurassic Park. And yeah. then when they show the squids when they show the squids claws. Uh, mm-hmm. so I have kind of a surprise for everybody. 
uh, I keep talking about how I'm supposed to be, I want to write rev a review for the Movies Galore blog. Well, I have a review of this about 80% done. Hey! So, surprise! Yay. Yay! And I've been doing a lot of research. It's going to be... I have a lot of squid information in here. And giant squid don't really have hooks in their tentacles like that. No. Uh, especially, like, as large as, like, the crazy velociraptor claw-looking thing that we see. They do emit some kind of ammonia smell. They do. That is a real thing. Yeah. Um, it's for it's how they control buoyancy. Um, there is a there is another big squid called the colossal squid, and it does have hooks in its tentacle suckers. Uh, <laughs> they're not as big as that. They look kind of. <laughs> have you guys ever seen mako teeth? Like mako shark teeth? How they're kind of like thin and curved. They look like that. So, and it's it's speculated that the colossal squid might be even larger than the giant squid. Uh, the colossal squid is kind of the giant squid's fat cousin. Uh, like its body is its body is extremely broad, um, looking kind of more like the baby squid we saw in this one. Uh, okay. So. Well, Speaking of that, how much research do you think really went into developing this creature? I mean, obviously... Uh, none. You know. <laughs> <laughs> none. Well, one to think of the most badass thing that could uh, could surface from the water. Uh, well, you know, and, back, uh, when it was, back, when it, back when it was written, uh, and when this movie was made, there really wasn't a whole lot known about the giant squid. Like, there weren't pictures of live ones. Nobody had ever seen a live one, really. Um, the best they had to work with would have been, like, carcasses washed up on beaches. And so, working off of that, I think they did a fairly good job of making it at least look like a giant squid. I mean, of course, when it comes to monster movies, like, you you always have to exaggerate or dramatize something. Yeah, I don't think this that this show has to be faithful to any real squid out there, you know? I think that that, you know, having a fictional version of a squid is, is totally... It's totally fair. Oh, I think it goes along the time as more, not as much about science as about like uh, going off of old uh, sailors' tales, going back oh. from the times of ancient ships, like Moby Dick style. Yeah, you know uh, the the old uh, the old sea monster uh, mo uh, monster Loch Ness monster the the uh, the, the mythical beasts. Mm -hmm. Type of storyline, and many of those uh, tales, you know, were scary. Yeah, you know, I mean, oh yeah, three humped, uh, three humped serpent. <laughs> you know, um, uh, I was nature. I was mostly praising the design of the squid, though, because it looks it looks pretty good. I mean, there are only like a few little things that are like embellishes. Uh, we we didn't see we didn't see a, a live giant squid until I think 2013. Even the stories of Charybdis from the Odyssey uh, uh, remind me of a, a, a similar squid-like character. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's oh, that was, a monster uh... in a swirling whirlpool, and evidently it eats people. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was that was something I read a while ago, like the speculation that the heads could have been like arms. 
uh, I used to be really into like cryptozoology and stories like that. And I remember there was one theory that you know maybe squid would approach a wooden boat more than they would, more often than they would like a modern boat making a lot of noise like with an engine. Uh-huh. Uh, so I remember reading things about that, but uh, I mostly wanted to just like praise their creature design because when you do a monster movie, very rarely can you really have the behavior be accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people probably don't care, but I notice it because of my background in biology. Uh, and so that's part of the fun of uh, watching a monster movie like that. It's like, okay, what did they do right? It's like, okay, what did they embellish? It's like, okay, how does it look? And, you know, I have a really great time with that. Uh, and for the most part on the beast, they did a pretty good job. Uh, kind of funny. I was looking for, I was looking for pictures of the, all the effects were practical in this, by the way, which is kind of amazing because they, they look fucking great. Uh, except for a handful of shots. And I bet you guys all know what shots I'm talking about because <laughs> goddamn. uh, I was looking for pictures of the models they used, and I think I actually found the beast. <laughs> uh, I was on this. I ended up at this site called like Prop Warehouse or something. Um, squid head and tentacles, four hundred dollars. Wow! <laughs> and it's like, wait, is that? Holy <laughs> shit, that's it. <laughs> well, aren't you glad that they actually did not use like CGI? Um, that they actually used a real prop to do this. Oh. Um, Fully agreed. Like it is, you can tell that it's there in every scene. Like the movie is so much richer for it when when it when it's actually up on like one of the ships or something like that with its tentacles like moving about. Just to, uh, oh, yeah. that it is mechanically, you know, inclined to move just uh, ever so slightly, you know. And the yeah. eyes, uh, when you when uh, when he's been tranked. Uh, all of a sudden, his eye opens. Uh, th- uh, that that to me was a little bit eerie. Yeah. <coughs> to me, to me, everything about the way it moved uh, was eerie. Like that was that was something I mentioned in the review. It's like you know, despite how much we know about like the creature, <laughs> like and how many times I've seen this movie, it's still like unsettling to see it do stuff. Like looking at the dead one, like, floating in the water, like, during the pool scene, or, like, right after they blow it up, like, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near that thing. Mm -hmm. Like, prop or no prop. Red Raven, if there was a a favorite moment in this movie that you you could uh, totally point out, uh, what what did you enjoy um, the most? Um, I guess when you finally get to see the squid. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so do you think that uh, um, it took a while to get to a point where you could actually see it? Yeah. Okay. Because it was a longer movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. Brandon, if there was a a specific uh, point that uh, that uh, that you uh, thought that in in the uh, miniseries that uh, that you could say that you it was a favorite moment, what would you? Uh, what what would you say? Well, actually, I I actually like the uh, scene where they uh, take out the raft, but that's just because you know you're kind of it shows that uh, <laughs> it does a lot of character definition right there. Um, but I also feel like um, the parts that define like his friend 
showing the motivation that he has uh, that, you know, I'm going to have to do what I can for my family, though they might have done a little bit over the top for that, or just a tad over the top for that one. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, like, I agree with that. Um, actually, what happens in the book to him <laughs> is totally different. Uh, so the book has, the book is almost a different story, first of all. And what happens to, that character's name is Mike, what happens to Mike in the book is he's alone, he's alone on Whip's boat, like out at sea, and like he's like shoveling chum in the water or something. He's doing something mundane, and all of a sudden like he feels something wrap around his head and he gets pulled in the water. And it's just like, he knew it was happening and prayed it was over quickly. And then like the next scene is like his funeral and it's like, damn, that really went off. Uh, there's a pretty, there's a pretty dark joke in the book at that point too. Uh, Whip and Mike had always said that if one of the, had, had agreed between them long ago, that if one of them ever died on the boat, that they would be unceremoniously buried at sea. Mike had been buried at sea, though not in the way they'd always pictured. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> so the uh, the ending is totally different in the book too. Well, um, what, the book wasn't wasn't the squid killed by a, a whale or something like that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the book, the squid comes on the boat basically like it does in the movie, and they are absolutely fucked. They're like, "Well, we're all dead. Fuck." Like, they're trying to fight it off anyway. Mm -hmm. And, like, out of nowhere, a sperm whale, like, the only... The, the squid's natural predator is the, is sperm whales. Like, yeah. that's where a lot of information about squid comes from, from just looking at sperm whales' stomach contents. Uh, so while the squid is, like, busy, like, fucking up the boat, like, a sperm whale is like, oh, food. And a sperm whale just kills the squid. Like, it's just... And it's, <laughs> The yeah. first time I the first time I read that I laughed so hard because it's like <laughs> it's like something mundane in nature saves the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kim, are you here? Yeah. Um, what was your favorite uh, uh, scene in the film? Uh, if you had to say a favorite, uh, probably when the stupid friend was like, "I want to see the squid." Facts are so bad. First of all, it's exactly what she deserves. She got what she deserved on that one. But second of all, like the effects were terrible. It's this that weird squealing noise. I'm like, I don't think squids make that kind of noise. I don't I think, think they make noise at all. Say what? Oh, I said I don't think they make noise at all. You're right. I was like, they don't have vocal cords. So I was just—I mean, the effects were there. I mean, I, I liked this movie when I was a kid, but now to watch—I haven't seen it in 20 years. To watch it as an adult, I'm like, wow, this was really bad. But it's like a fun movie to watch, but it still doesn't negate the fact that it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, the composite. Like, you the guy maybe fought like, the one kid, Christopher. She knows him for five minutes, and she's like, "I just feel like I'm gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that this film is uh, just so bad it's good? Yeah, it's like Showgirls. Okay. What do you guys think about some of like the red herring kind of things they did, where like? It looked like somebody was gonna get attacked, like for sure, and then it just didn't happen. 
Mm-hmm. Like that thing. Yeah, the thing oh with the dog. God, <laughs> well, you, can never, you can't kill a dog on screen. Come on. <laughs> it looked like it sure as heck looked like they were gonna kill it off screen. <laughs> At least not on TV. Uh, <laughs> like I bet that I was. I would like to see this movie with somebody who, like, is really sensitive to that, just to see, just to like watch them freak <laughs> out. And I'll be uh-huh. like, no, it's fine, it's fine. Well, and you know what? We are more sensitive to animals in danger than we are human beings. I mean, it's it's the truth. Well, actually, what I thought was going to happen in that scene. Because it seems like it, it happens all the time in movies, is that they were setting it up for the dog to get in trouble, then the kid to jump in after the dog, so that both the dog and the kid have to be rescued mm-hmm. from the giant squid. Because that seems to be, you know, children in movies, it's always about this is somebody that needs to do something stupid to get into trouble so that our protagonist can save the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what, what did you think of him as a protagonist, though? I mean, did you think he was, um, which guy? Um, <laughs> the mayor or the the guy who? Um, oh, what was uh, his name? No, the um. Oh, what was his the name? The main character, uh, Whip. 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 Yes, that's who was that. I can't think of his name for me. I drew a blank there. Whip. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really liked him as a character because he seemed like someone that, you know, I mean, I, he was knowledgeable and he's he'd seen enough, um, you know. And I, but and yet there was there were a few times when I keep thinking, gosh, you know, I mean, to to dedicate your life to that kind of knowledge and to learn. And he wasn't really much of a scientist. He just he just had seen so much. And you know, there's just there's just this this uh, sense of intuition that this guy had, um, and that made him very relatable. And I I don't know, I just really I, I liked him because he wasn't like some brainiac. He was just a regular guy, you know. Yeah, I uh, I thought he was a lot like Brody and Quint, kind of put into one character. Like he had yeah. a lot of seafaring knowledge and was like an earnest, like honest person, um, <laughs> but wasn't afraid to like stand up for himself or like assert himself. Oh yeah, no, he was a badass, and de- when he had to be, definitely. And if you notice, William Peterson, he uh, he's actually um, from the TV show C- uh, CSI, but yeah. he's also from one of my favorite uh, uh, um, horror films called Manhunter, which was the. Uh, uh, I knew he looked familiar. Fuck. Which was the first film dealing with the Silence of the Lambs. He was uh, well grabbing that. Uh, movies, which is technically the Red Dragon of the yeah, but that but that was a standalone adaption. Oh yeah, it was a standalone adaptation, but I actually think it was a, a better. It was a great film. I agree. I love the fucking music. Like the music is spectacular. <laughs> the movie's great too, of course. But I I, re- I listen to the music at the gym a lot. I was trying to decide wh- whether I wanted to ses- suggest doing Creature next week or because William Peterson was in Manhunter doing Manhunter next week. So I'd be okay with either. Um, Creature is a pretty cool movie, too, which I somehow have on DVD, despite it being somewhat rare. Um, but I also have the Shout Factory Manhunter. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I thought he looked familiar. Like I just didn't yeah. realize that he was in Manhunter. I have the limited, awesome. I have the limited edition uh, uh, Anchor Bay 
uh, at a uh, at a relatively low number uh, for the two disc of Manhunter myself. So that's cool. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but um, oh. if we wanted to do Manhunter, we could do that one. Hmm. I haven't seen that movie in years. Seriously. <laughs> I was, pretty thinking, good uh, I was thinking down the road, um, uh, uh, since our 100th uh, episode is coming up, we could redo the thing if you're still with us down uh, down the road. Because uh, uh, I figure for the 100th episode, we can revamp on one. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Well, and I, still, uh, I, just, I need to see it because, I, I mean, as old as it is and as old as I am, I've never seen it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what did you guys think of their attempt to, it's like, oh yeah, we killed one squid, we can kill this other squid, and like, every, they do everything wrong possible to like, fuck it up, and then the squid is just like, fuck you guys, uh. <laughs> Like, how'd you guys, what'd you guys think of that? Well, I mean, obviously the mama squid's been around a while, <laughs> you know. Well, and the mama squid was angry when her kid was pissed. Uh, off, yeah. Several times larger too, which is part you of it. Motherfuckers, I'm coming after you. Like you kill a baby. <laughs> uh like when I first saw that, that was my favorite scene, I think, when I was younger, and probably still now, because it's so intense and like the people are just so ignorant going in. It's like you're clearly in incredible danger. Why are you still out there? <laughs> <laughs> And it was almost funny. And it's like, did, did they want to be killed? What's going on? Uh, and then, like, did you guys catch the little quick moment, like later on, when it just cuts to like the squid is on the is on the ocean floor, just like wailing on the boat anyway. <laughs> like, all the humans are clearly dead. And it's just like fucking. It's like fuck this boat. Grr! It's like it's still <laughs> mad. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but whenever I see the squid, I keep thinking to the scene of Bride of the Monster where uh, they knock Bela Lugosi back onto the octopus. Yeah. Or I, I think of, uh, uh, what, what is that? Uh, uh, there's a, uh, a High Spirits uh, uh, with Liam Neeson. Uh, uh, Neeson and uh, um, uh, there, there's a moment where, where a, a picture has a squid uh, attack the people in the house and the house is haunted and uh you see the tentacles coming out uh, out and it, it takes the boy and you see the see the boy looking like jackie paper bouncing throughout the picture you know so <laughs> <laughs> but uh other than that, uh, that anyone else have any squid billy tales well the um the thing about like, oh, it's it wants revenge. Uh, squid and octopi are very intelligent, uh, but I read that emotions like that may be a little bit of a tall order. Like we don't really know what they're capable of. Like they have a lot of potential. They have a lot of potential to learn, and they're extremely smart, uh, but maybe not quite in that way. And especially, uh, like they wouldn't do parental care like that. Like, they basically just lay dozens and dozens of eggs in the open ocean. Uh, so that kind of took me a little bit out of it, watching it again uh, mm -hmm. as an adult. All righty. 
Uh, does anyone else have anything else to add? Oh, dang. Now I remember. Uh, I wanted to deign to be on this one because did anybody notice that the music cue they used for the squid sounded a lot like the creature from the Black Lagoons? A little bit. Yeah. Since uh, since some of us have, have I thought of this movie a couple times when, or that movie when I was watching it a couple times. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, if no one else has anything else to add, I think we'll wrap this up here because I think um, we definitely had a decent discussion here. Oh yeah. Do you, uh, you have anything else to add? I've got a couple things if other people don't. Sure. Yep. Um, somebody was somebody was saying something. Um, you can you can have your. Who did I cut off? No one. Oh, <laughs> dang it! It's so hard to predict. Like when people are. Eh, anyway, um, I thought the the movie had a little bit of an environmentalism message, um, with you know we've overfished, you know our waters. Blah, blah, blah. And that is sort of starting to be that is starting to be an issue. Um, some of the articles I saw showed that that uh, squid and octopus populations are on the rise, and it's because and one of the reasons is because they tend to adapt fairly well to worsening environments. Um, and some of the causes they gave would be like climate change, like. Uh, with the seas getting warmer, like they adapt to it better than other fish do, mm -hmm. and so they start to proliferate. And then when it comes to like the overfishing problems, they just start preying on each other. <laughs> so like they're known to be cannibalistic. So mm -hmm. there's it seemed to be almost like a warning message, kind of. And yeah, yeah in a way, yeah, I, I, I got that too, actually, where. They're like, you know what, you know, if you, if you take, if you, if you put everything out of balance, then, you know, if you don't leave it anything to eat, then it's going to come after us. Um, well, and one of the reasons why hunters go out and hunt deer is, uh, is part of it is overpopulation of them. Uh, I mean, there's no telling when one might just run in front of your car and you'll hit it, you know? Uh, yeah. It's just a matter of time before they, overrun and infest everything so that's why uh, why hunters do go out and hunt these animals down uh, down well partially for sport but you know uh you got to think about it's either us or them well i mean does it have to be uh, us or them though i mean can't it can't we just leave like leave the fish alone in the sea and can't we leave the deer alone in the ocean <laughs> well unfortunately you know? i've been in, i've been a passenger in a car when uh, when all of a sudden three deer ran in front of my dad's uh, uh, dad's van and uh, the uh, the one ran, uh, ran made it across the uh, the second one we hit it with the radiator and the third one just kind of smashed right fucking here. Ouch! Uh, right, uh, right near me, and uh, 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 right near my face. And uh, <laughs> yes, I've I've been in that kind of situation, and uh, I'm I'm sorry to say those are freak accidents. Yeah, but it happens. But well, it happens, and uh, and even now you're seeing these videos where. Where these giant squids are actually rolling up on some of the beaches and stuff, and it's like it's 
it's really kind of creepy when you look at those that kind of footage and just see well, these giant squid. That happened with the British petroleum oil spill. Yeah. I mean, uh, that almost knocked out a, a, a whole bunch of species of uh, uh, sea animals. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, they're still uh, they're still reeling from the effects. <laughs> yeah, humans and, are terrible for the environment. Uh, what's funny is I walked into Pick and Save, uh, save and evidently Pick and Save is backing uh, 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 backing get, uh, getting gas for or well, it's no longer Pick and Save; it's Kroger, but. Uh, yeah. Um, they uh, they they're evidently saying that you can earn points for gas uh, for British Petroleum. I'm like, well, they did lose <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> In any case, um, well, that does that does sort of speak to the issue of like natural balance um, mm -hmm. with the deer because if the deer had more pressure from like pre from predators, then it'd be less of a problem. Like if they're if we're if wolves hadn't been viciously removed from the woods, then the deer would be kept more in check. So there is there is a naturalistic solution to a lot of these problems. And uh -huh. kind of going back to the issue of like the increase the heat the climate he heating up, like people have been looking for trying to observe live giant squid for hundreds of years. Yeah. And we've seen them, I think, two, maybe more times in the last, I think, eight years. Yeah. Maybe not even eight, five years. In the last five years, we have seen live giant squid twice. So yeah. what does that say about the conditions of the ocean if mm -hmm. they're coming to the surface? Well, and you know what? The interesting thing about it, and that's even relating back to this movie in particular, is that, um, you know, if there's once if there's one giant squid, then there there has to be more. In fact, I would. It's a shame that with this particular film, the beast, they didn't actually touch in the fact that you know is there more than one of them out there? You know, obviously that she had her babies, but you know there obviously has to be more of these these giant nasty squids out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, I mean, it would have been so easy for them to make a a, a sequel or a follow up to this. Exactly. I mean and I that was that. I could see that happening uh, because uh, even the original it was a miniseries back in the oh time. yeah and uh, a look uh, what uh, what they did with you know uh, with the revamp and how much success it was yeah I I, I could see them do, uh, doing that down the road on this film uh, or uh, a similar story probably re I, I mean I can see them doing like a remake and probably a remake that's more faithful to the original source material oh yeah. Yeah, because the book itself was pretty good. Like, the book took place in Bermuda um, mm -hmm. instead of Washington. And so there was a lot more about, like, the local <laughs> area involved in that. Um, and the book actually does sort of end on that note. Like, the beast is killed by a whale. Cycle of life. Everything's okay. Mm -hmm. And the, la the final reveal of the book is that there are tons and tons of, like baby squids hatching in the area that the squid left behind. Mm. Oh, no, the, book does, the book does do that. <laughs> um. Oh, dang, what was my other point? Ah! Alrighty. Well, if if everyone's co uh, cool, we'll end on that note. And uh, uh, um, Brandon, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from? 
Uh, well, um, I uh, run a, a YouTube channel called Septum Sen versus the World. Uh, we are all about the physical media, collecting physical media of all types. Though we tend to uh, uh, we tend to focus on um, Blu-ray and DVD. I also have a um, a channel that we're working on with my wife. Uh, was it that nerd couple? That nerdy couple. That nerdy couple. Yeah, uh, we're going to try and uh, get some videos up. I think we've got one video up right now, but we're we're working on that. We got a lot of cool equipment, so that's going to be a much better looking <coughs> channel than uh, than the one I've got. Uh, but uh, we have uh, I've actually done a recent partnership. Uh, we're doing a partnership with Movies Galore. Matter of fact, uh, I, I shot a review the way, and we sat in on a couple today for some. Sea uh, Sea Life uh, earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, on Inside Movies uh, Galore, you'll see t uh, two new episode uh, episodes before uh, before. Well, actually, uh, um, three episodes back. Because um, uh, I I did a episode of uh, uh, where I reviewed a, the adaptation of uh, Les Misérables before this. So. Uh, uh, where uh, we partnered together <laughs> and reviewed a couple of films uh, that were related to each other, uh, one being House Shark. Uh, so uh, definitely check that out, viewers. Uh, is that, did you say House Shark? Yep. yep. Is it as terrible as it sounds? <laughs> or is or awesome? <laughs> it's <Ooh>. like both. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like, it sounds either like the absolute worst fucking thing or the best thing. Like, is it as good as Ghost Shark? As long as it's not boring. Actually, that's a good point. it reminded me of Ghost Shark. Holy fuck, <laughs> I loved Ghost Shark. Like, it's such a <laughs> it's such a crazy title and crazy premise. It's like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> like, uh, it's like uh, it's like Crocodile 2, Death Swamp. It's like, <laughs> is the movie good? No. Is the title amazing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, um, Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do, where you're from? Um, well, I am an indie filmmaker in Salt Lake City, and I um, actually have a film on Amazon right now called Chameleon Shadow, which came out back in September, and uh, it's done very well, and I'm actually currently in the middle of filming a follow-up. So, uh, basically just trying to um, kind of make my stamp on the world and, you know, just make the best indie films that I can possibly make. And uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now in my career is I'm still kind of starting out, but, uh, you know, look, really having a good time doing it. So cool. Uh, forward to seeing that, uh, uh, that sequel, uh, hopefully uh, this uh, coming winter. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to have it, to have it ready for Halloween, but we'll see. <laughs> um, it is going to be a much darker and scarier film than the last one. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Hooray! Uh, Red Raven, uh, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Um, I'm Red Raven, and I am from Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. And I um, I'm a local Booker Eye Book Shows in the Milwaukee area. And I'm uh, also a Dudger on... A Dead Girl on uh, Deadger's Dark Coffin Classics, and you can find us on Vimeo.com slash DDCC. Awesome. 
And uh, Dustin, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do, where you're from? Well, I live I live in Milwaukee and collect horror stuff. Uh, you can see the few things I managed to post on my Instagram. Uh, good Lord, what does that sound? Uh, anyway, my Instagram, dhrhunter, uh, all one word. So I'm on Instagram. I share stuff. I have a good time doing that. And... Uh, I'm also supposed to be an editor for the Movies Galore blog, and my first review, movie review, uh, is of this movie, The Beast, and that should be available ideally by midday tomorrow. I'm going to finish it up tonight and then run it by some biologists who seemed pretty excited to take a look at it. So um, cool. there was there was one kind of really disappointing hiccup. It was like, yeah, I get to like look up stuff about squid and you know check up everything myself. And then when I was doing my research, I found a chapter of a book on giant squid where like a real like squid specialist PhD did the same thing already. And it was mm -hmm. like, on the one hand, awesome, you know, this is a great read. Uh, and then the other hand was, God damn it, I wanted to do it. So <laughs> I'm trying to. Not quote him. <laughs> but, um, well, if, if you quote any anyone, at least you may have reference where the quote came from. That's yeah. the honest thing to do. And honestly, the fact that the film has inspired you to actually go out and do some research is that's a good testament to the film too. Oh yeah. So. so well his book was the book was written I'm using resource references the way I do for I'm treating it like an academic paper to an extent okay. um, and so his book is from 1999 so there's a lot of stuff that's changed since then um, I mean I could do a full-on like analysis of you know what holds and what doesn't hold anymore but that would probably take like four weeks and okay. yeah I have <laughs> other problems. <laughs> Yeah, you'd write, rather write a a small paper than than a novel. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking two pages. We're at about a page and a half or so. <laughs> Alrighty, and my name is David Streggy. I run Movies Galore Milwaukee as well as Inside Movies Galore. I have been your host for this evening, and hopefully, uh, you all out there have been listening intently and uh, and uh, gaining some knowledge about this film to maybe watch it yourself. And uh, um, I'm also a semi-small-time producer uh, uh, from time to time. Uh, so uh, there are a few uh, things in the way, uh, wing that are still uh, still having to eventually happen. Uh, one of them being Wrestle Massacre, which is uh, uh, going to be uh, uh, finished uh, sometime uh, late uh, August, uh, uh, sometime down the road. And a uh, uh, short film called Vulps uh, from uh, overseas, uh, from uh, Hungary. So uh, definitely uh, keep a lookout for some of those. And uh, uh, oh, um, uh, evidently one of the films that I uh, somewhat produced uh, or helped produce uh, is actually go uh, going to the, uh, Detroit, which uh, I updated on my my page as a cover picture, uh, Witch Town, uh, which uh, is uh, going to be at a uh, festival uh, called the Motor City Nightmare F uh, Fest. Uh, and that will be Friday, 
for 27-18 at 5 p.m. at the St. Clair Theater. So definitely take a look, uh, 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 take a look and watch it if you can, if you're in the area. So definitely something to think about. In any case, stay tuned, like, and subscribe. Everyone say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Wait, squid everywhere. Good night. Good night. <laughs> and now, time for TV's favorite game show, Beat the Time.